Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. Ever. Never. Never. How are you? I'm doing well. Like, finally, both of us uh, have time, and we're not, you know, falling ill. Yeah. Uh, it seems like when I, my illness was ending, yours was starting. I have, like, a NyQuil hangover kind of still. It's, like, haze, but it's also, like, I don't think I'm sick anymore. I still cough a little bit, but I've been in bed for so many days that my body just hurts, and, like, I'm struggling to keep my head upright a little bit, but I don't feel sick. I just feel, like, tired of being sick. Look, you don't have to tell me about it. Ever in my old age, okay, in my old age, as I get older, like what happens now with a cold? I get your normal cold, so it's like you know three days, four days. Yeah, but then afterwards, my sinuses are so snotty. I get deaf. I like literally lose hearing in one ear, and I like get only partial hearing in another. I'm constantly hawking up loogies and just phlegm, and it's just I become like a big mucus machine. So, like, yeah. that just barely ended, like, a couple of days ago. One silver lining out of all of this is I discovered Zycam. Do what you know that? this thing? No. What is it? It's this? like this – it's this medicine that you uh, – it comes in, like, a tiny little tube. Uh, you buy a box of, like, 25 of these little tubes. You snap off the tip, and there's a Q-tip inside, and you rub the Q-tip inside your nostrils. Uh-huh. And it's supposed to make your cold last a shorter amount of time. You're supposed to do it the minute you see symptoms Mm -hmm. of a cold, and it makes the cold last a shorter amount of time. And I really think it really helped me this time. Like almost immediately I started feeling a little bit better. It stopped all of the nose drama. Zycam. I might try try that because I will say one of the positive benefits of my old age is I get far in advance – Far in advance, um, I get, like, basically signals that I'm going to get sick. So what happens is, like, my teeth start to hurt, and uh-huh. um, I, st- I start my lymph nodes on my neck get, like, really swollen where my tongue swells. Yeah. So, like, my tongue swells up, and I start getting, like, a, like an, almost like a toothache, and then that's, like, four or five days before. So when I get that, I'm like, fuck, here it That's comes. weird. This cold that I just had, seriously, we're like grumpy old men, the podcast. Yeah. But – um, this cold, I had um, um, my mouth hurt, but it was like it, nothing tasted right. Everything just kind of like hurt my mouth. So like almost like I would eat um, something super basic, but it felt like super spicy. Like it hurt my entire mouth. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're It was about. awful. But what even sucked even more, Joey, is I had four days off work. So mm-hmm. basically I spent my entire – vacation so to speak just sick in bed Ugh. i go back to work tomorrow it's just such Awful. a bummer like waste of time um i was gonna tell you uh or not tell you i'm gonna tell the audience guys mike's gonna sound a little different this week because we realize we're so behind on the podcast that we wanted to get it out so usually mike and i record on days like, in advance days in advance and then that gives me time to edit it and there's no editing like, if you download this right when it's loaded, Mike and I just recorded this yeah. at 10.30 a.m. on Wednesday, May 31st. Right. So uh, we're, we're putting this out immediately. Lines of tape, no matter what happens, happens, <laughs> which that's always the curse. Yeah. That uh, uh, that something horrible is going to happen. But anyway, whatever happens, happens. This is just going – I'm literally ending this recording, and Mike's getting it and putting it up immediately. Yeah. So um, anyway, so – what could uh, go wrong? What can go wrong? Mike Lawson, you know, we, we've had all this time. What Has anything happened to you? What is your story? No, really. I've been kind of settling into my new schedule at my new job, and that's part of the reason recording has been difficult for us or finding time to kind of catch up. Um, I'm just such a weird person when it comes to routines and stuff, and, like, I don't know. I just need to find my groove in this new job uh, so that I can start adding things like a podcast or – Um, the other thing like grocery shopping or laundry like it's just so difficult to kind of get back into a routine so I've just been really struggling just day to day to get all my shit done it's really weird how much uh, I I get um, comforted by a routine 
Now, let me ask you this question, because at your new job, and I don't know if you've shared this on the show, but at your new job, you know, Hamilton is currently the production in, in, in your theater, correct? Well, we have two productions going on right now. I don't want to talk too much about my job. Stuff, well, I'm going but... somewhere with this, though. Okay. But the, the, Ham- Hamilton's the one there right now, correct? Um, yeah, Hamilton, and we also have the uh, bro- uh, Roman Holiday, the, based on the Audrey Hepburn movie. How do they switch them in and out? Uh, we have two theaters. Oh, we okay. Have, well, yeah. the one well, I'm I'm concerned with Hamilton because, um, so you're the, so you're sitting on they have a Wednesday matinee, yeah, and you're there at work and you say you can hear the entire like how, can you make out words and everything when Hamilton's going? I mean, if you know the show, you can. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like it's through a wall, so it's not like crystal clear, but you can hear it. And I was talking to a friend about this and about this problem yesterday, and he thought this was just – like one, he's a big Broadway fan. And he thought this was like the most wonderful problem to have. Yeah, I don't think of it as a problem at oh, all. Oh, I, I, thought, think, I thought it annoyed you. No, what I said was I loved it, but like ask me again in August what I think about it. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the show runs in San Francisco until August, so there's that's a lot of Hamilton. That's a lot of any show, you know? That's a lot of Hamilton. <laughs> I'm trying to sing the song. Uh, I'm a really good singer, as you can tell. Yeah. What's up with you, though? What's new with you? You know what, Mike? I know. This is the funny thing. I I bet people out there in Catching Up Land are thinking, um, in Squarestown, are thinking that, you know, uh, oh, my God, it's been so long since we've heard from Mike and Joe. They must have so many hilarious tales that they have to share with us. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I've been doing some work, and a lot of my work keeps me just sort of sitting at a desk listening to podcasts or writing things or or recording podcasts or watching RuPaul's Drag Race. So I don't really have that many adventures. I have a few. but well, I want to hear about them. Did I talk about the party I had? Uh-uh. No. So this is one of these things where I'm – this is live to tape, so let's just do this. So, okay, so my mom does not know how to, she's the worst party planner ever. But she's like, I guess for the guests, they don't think it's the worst party planning. My mom just buys way too much food for any yeah, party. My parents are the same. Okay. And it gets me actually mad because it's actually comically too much food. It's comical. Yeah. It's not even like. It's like uh, obvious that that's too much. Well, I remember it was for my dad's birthday party, right? Each person doesn't need a chicken to themselves. My mom's just, <laughs> you don't know that, Joey. You don't know that. And you're like, Mom, Irma is an, a former bulimic. She might be very hungry, Joey. She likes chicken. I just don't want to not have enough food, Joey. I'm like, yeah. half of them are children. They're not going to each have their own pizza. My mom also does weird things, and I bet yours does too, where like at some random party, our friend Doug from church likes Diet Dr. Pepper. So let's buy four cases of Diet Dr. Pepper. Yes, (laughs) yes, Mike Lawson, yes. So so that's a very good point. So um, what's funny was for my dad's birthday. So my dad's birthday was literally over a month ago. It was the end of April. Has it been – have we only done like two shows in May or one show in May? I forget. I I don't even remember how to pronounce your name anymore. Okay. So – at the end of April was my dad's birthday. My mom had a party. And she was like, I, Joey, I do not want this to be a big deal. I don't want it to be a big thing. I don't, I don't want to have a big party or anything. I'm just going to have a few people. So I will say, she's, I don't want to buy all that food for that many people. Mike, she had 15 people here. Which, by the way, this Taylor the Latte boy. Fucking white people. Because he had this wedding. He was so stressing out about this wedding, right? I, I, I know you're a big fan of his show, so you know this. He was so stressed out about his wedding. Yeah. Then I asked him one day, I go, what, like, are you having, are you having like 200 people at this wedding or 300 people? He's like, no, 32 people. <laughs> 32 people for a Mexican. That's like a, 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 that's like a get-together for Mexicans. That's like like people just coming by on Sunday. It's sure. not, that's not even a party. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so my mom had 15 people. So for our Mexicans, that's like a very tiny party. There okay. was enough food for, I'm not even being funny, 40 people. Sure. The reason I say that is because there were 15 people there. They easily all took home enough food again to take home to eat later. Right? Sure. And then my mom sent home with me enough 
hamburgers and hot dogs and hot dog buns and hot hamburger buns and condiments and chips and everything and potato salad, everything for 20 people. <laughs> she was just take it all with you, you know? Sure. So now I'm stuck with all this. Like, I can't, I can't have 20 hot dogs. Well, give them to the homeless guy sitting in front of your house. <laughs> good, good point. He wasn't there, though. So um, what I did was I said, you know what? It's um, it's going to be Cinco de Mayo. Okay. I yeah. go, why don't I have, I'm Mexican. Why don't I have a, and I'm here in Malibu. Why don't I have a bunch of people over here? In Malibu, and we'll have a little get together with my friends, just just to get the. And the point is to get rid of these hot dogs and hamburgers. And ha- I mean, that's the point. I want to get through it, right? Yeah. So when she gave it to you, they were uncooked. Is that right? Yeah, they were uncooked. But okay. they were like okay. the hamburgers were frozen. Sure. And so you know, it, it, it was going to last. You know. So I start calling people, and they're all like, "Oh, I have plans." You know, especially when you're friends with comedians, they go out of town. So they were like, oh, I'm leaving town I'm, or, you know, this. Everyone had an excuse. And okay. I was like, oh, well, there goes that plan. The only person that didn't was Melissa McQueen. And she was like, oh, my God, that is such a good idea. That's such a good idea. I love that idea. And she goes, can we do it Friday? It's on Cinco de Mayo. I'm like, yeah, and we'll do it. But, like, again, to me, the big benefit of the house in Malibu is that it's on the beach. And you get the most advantage out of the beach during the day. Yeah. Okay, so I so then I call these people and I go, oh, McQueen, I go, you know, here's the thing is no one can do it. And she goes, oh, my God, I could totally get uh, 20 people there. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Because now it's most of McQueen's party. Right. right? But Which, her- like, who's going to tell them to go home at the end of the night? <laughs> oh, my God, exactly. Because she wanted at 8.30 p.m. 8.30 p.m.? 8.30 p.m.? I was expecting everybody to be leaving. Yeah. I want it to be cleaned up by then. Yeah, I want to be cleaned up at 8.30 and start watching the Golden Girls by 9. Right. You know? <laughs> so they're, they're getting there at 8.30. And, and, and in McQueen's defense, in case she listens, she was like, I'm going to go and buy all the sodas and the beers and the this and the that. I will do all of that. You don't have to worry about a thing. It's just the th- Well, it's a thing. So all of a sudden now, it's going to turn into this gigantic party where like, people are coming and it's a whole thing and I, I don't know any people. In fact, she even says, oh, c- do you mind at one point, by the way, she's already invited like 18 people at this point. She goes, do you mind if I invite like my, my gay couple friend? She goes, the only thing is, is like the boyfriend's kind of annoying and like he tells corny jokes, right? And I'm like, no, I don't care, right? Yeah. So <laughs> Friday night rolls along, okay? You, you said okay to that? He would be Stealing your your spotlight. <laughs> Go ahead. I know. Well, that's Re- I revolt. Wanted, I, <laughs> I wanted the night off. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, so uh, so McQueen, um, you know, invites these people, and then I'm like, I'm like, oh no, I'm having literally people I don't know over to the house. But I go, at least I'm getting rid of this food. Okay. <laughs> The trash can would have worked, too. I know, but I, don't, I, I can't stand food waste. I can't stand yeah. food waste. McQueen shows up at like 8 o'clock or something like that, 8.15, to get ready for the party. Mike Lawson, she has so much food with her. Oh, <gasps> no. She's going to Trader Joe's. She, Bless her heart, though. Like, oh, she's yeah, not yeah, there yeah, yeah. to steal from you. Yeah, yeah, she's not there to still. steal from me. Oh, my God. So much beer, so much soda crackers all different kinds of cheese ready to party yeah oh my god dips guacamole tortilla chips like oh she brought like uh canned cheese so we can make it we can make nacho but nacho bar yeah right so i'm like what because the whole the whole point was to get rid of the food now there's and then she brought more she brought significantly more you know yeah and so then people start arriving Okay, which is fine. They're all very nice. They brought food. One person <laughs> did bring a block of cheese, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, she, she brings that cheese, and everyone's like, ugh. I'm so stuffed on this cheese, right? <laughs> yeah. We never got to the hamburgers. I, I will say at midnight, someone was like, so what's up with these hamburgers? I made like two hamburgers or something. Ah. <sighs> 
there is a, I'll, I'll, to get to the end of the hamburger story i will say it all worked out because mercedes on sunday was like hey do you want to come over i go oh my god i'm having people over my i have all these hamburgers and hot dogs she's like great bring them oh perfect so yeah, they did so get eaten they get they did get eaten so it, it worked Good. out it got it worked out so then the people come over right and the, the two guys come into the house and uh, I, i'll tell that story first i'm talking to them and one, you know, someone, I think Melissa actually says, oh, Joe hosts a really popular RuPaul's Drag Race uh, recap show. And the guy goes, oh, my God, I love RuPaul's Drag Race. And I'm like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I go, how did you guys meet? And he goes, oh, and they tell me how they met. Some, they worked together or something. And then, um, you know, time goes by. And then all of a sudden, I uh, the, guy's, the, the guy's name was Joe. His name was also Joe. Joe's talking, and Joe goes, um, yeah, it just really sucks. There's this cold going around. My wife couldn't come. And I was like, wife? Wait, I thought they were a gay couple. Yeah, I go, I thought you guys were gay. They're like, no, we're not gay. And I go, McQueen, I thought you were just like, oh, the gay couple, the gay couple couldn't come. <laughs> and I go, I thought you guys were the gay couple. They're like, no. And I go, oh my God. And you said you love RuPaul's Drag Race. He goes, yeah, I do like it. But I'm just a straight guy who likes RuPaul's Drag Race. That and happens. I, yeah. And I go, but then I even said, like, how'd you guys meet? And it was like, oh, we met at work. And then, you know, and I was like, the whole time I thought they were this gay couple. And they weren't a gay couple at all. It was two straight guys. You could tell they were super annoyed. The oh, other one thing is there's this comedian. Her name's Christina. And I know her, right? Yeah. I'm trying to find a way to kind of be sensitive about this because I know there's a party. Uh, which oh, perfect. A sensitive story on an episode that won't be edited. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I don't give. She doesn't listen to this show, and I, and, I, and I tell anyone who listens how pissed I was. This Christina, right? She, I, I hope Christina doesn't listen to this because maybe she'll end her show too if I if she hears me saying she talks too much. So, um, oh, see, I can't edit this. I don't even really get that joke. There's this rumor that Christina from Greetings from Nowhere ended her show yeah. because I said that. <laughs> What's the story about the comedian, Joe? Let's talk about that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, what's Christina going to do? End her show again? No, you, there's just like this scab, and all you want to do is pick at it. And well, according just... to Christina, that's not true. Okay, anyway. what, what's the story with the comedian? So this is Christina. Not, not from Greetings from Nowhere. This comedian, Christina. I, my friend Shannon and I are sitting at one end of the table talking. And then Christina and Melissa McQueen sidle up next to us. But they're just there to talk to each other, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, oh, are we invading? They, they say, are we interrupting you? They're like, no, are you inter- we're not, I hope we're not interrupting you. And like, Christina goes, no, I'm going to talk about my new boyfriend. And we are in a polyamorous relationship. And I was like, oh. Why does that bother you? Because that's exactly why Cam and I broke up. You know? Okay. And I just realized it didn't work for me. And I didn't want to think about it, right? And so she just goes sure. on and on about this polyamorous relationship and how she's in a, a polyamorous relationship, like, um, support group. And she loves it, right? And I was like, okay. But then she goes going, she tells this story about how, you know, she was on a, a USO tour in Germany. Okay. And she, uh, on the way back to the the US, she called her boyfriend and she's which one? No, she only has one. She's only oh, ever had one. Girl? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. She's only ever had one boyfriend. She doesn't like she's it, like he wants to be Polly and she supports it and she'll be Polly too. But meanwhile, she's like, right now I'm just sort of focused on him. Oh, yeah, girl, this is the point of it. Okay. Then she calls him and she goes, I'm on my way back. And he goes, Oh, great, babe. I can't wait to see you. She's like, Yeah, you know, I can't wait to see you. He goes, and she was like, uh, th- you know, there were all these guys in the military and I could have slept with them, but I didn't. And he was like, oh, okay. And then she's like, I just want to, I'm saving myself for you. And he's like, okay, well, uh, there's this girl, she's hitting on me on this bar. I think I might go home with her tonight. And then Christina was like sick to her stomach and she was like crying all the way back. And I go, yeah, yeah I don't think you're built for a polyamorous relationship. Yeah. And she goes, no, I totally am. I just, and I was just like, ugh. And so anyway, it was, it was literally that forever. And I'm just like, not wanting to engage. Cause I just. Get me out of here. Yeah. Mike, this bitch would not shut the fuck up about the polyamorous relationship. Now she, I could hear her floating around the party. Talking about the same thing. Yes. Shoehorn people uh. around like, oh, you know, uh. <laughs> 
I want to. I want to take a trolley in San Francisco. Did someone say polyamorous relationship? <laughs> and then I'm like, no. And then she then she's like, is oh, she a I'm comedian? A- you said, yeah. I kind of feel I could be wrong. Yeah, and I, I feel like comedians have like shtick, and they like just revert to it. Like you see um, Amy Schumer on the Tonight Show, mm-hmm. and all, everything leads back to the same story. And then you see her the next day on like. Um, What's another night show? Late night show. You see her on the other late night show? Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. Mm-hmm. And it, it feels like somehow the conversation goes back to the like 30 second shtick that she has. Yeah. They love, they Maybe it's a comedian thing. So, I like, don't know. Yeah. That was the story she was on. I just think but, she, she's just one of the people like, you know, it's almost like when you meet someone who just became Christian. Yeah. And all they want, they're selling Mona V or something like that. And all they want to do is talk about that. Pink drink, yeah, pink drink. All that's all they want to do. That's what it was like. Like she was trying to. And the funny thing is, you could tell when you when you actually listen to her that she doesn't like this. And that's my theory with with yeah. polyamorous relationships. I'm not saying all of them. But well, I it would, sounds like she was trying to convince herself that it's what she wanted. Exactly. Like I, she kept saying over and over, "This is good." Yeah. Eventually, she'll believe it's good. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that the guy was like, you know, I think it's one to be me and you. She'd be like, okay. She wouldn't be like, no. I like all these like side dudes I'm getting. No, because she's not getting any because she's chosen not to. Well, I think it's worthwhile to say also like polyamory can work. Like I've oh, seen no, it can. examples where it does work. Um, so you're not saying this one woman, it's not working for her. Therefore, it doesn't work for but anybody. I want to make sure what you're saying because I have my own theories on this. What do you mean? Because this, this was asked of me as well. What do well, you I feel mean like by polyamorous relationships? Where it's not limited to just two people. Oh, no, no, no. Well, let me clear. I'm not saying you're wrong by her definition. Basically that like if you dated Steve, you had other boyfriends, not not necessarily just open. You can have sex with anybody. That's just an open relationship. That's just open. Yeah. Polyamory is like where two people then date a third or a fourth. Like, no, no, not together. together. Not, not with it. No, 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 That's no. That's what no. polyamory is though, isn't it? No. This is where like you would have a boyfriend, just a, another boyfriend. Like you'd have Steve and then you'd have uh, Bobby and, 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 and you have your own relationship with Steve, but you also have your own separate relationship with Bobby and your own separate relationship with Jonathan and your own separate relationship with, you know, like that's what. And then also in theory, Steve would have his own relationship with um, Eric and his own relationship with um, uh, Albert, you know, and so uh, you would have that happen. And then you, yeah, I don't look, you can tell, right? Look, I'm not going to even go anywhere else. This is my thing here, right here, right here, right now. Oh, you're right. I mean, the dictionary says that it's a practice of a desire. It's a practice of or desire for intimate relationships where individuals may have more than one partner with the knowledge and consent of all partners. So it's been described as consensual, ethical, and responsible non-monogamy. So you're right. It doesn't necessarily mean that everyone is involved in all of the relationships, which I always thought it was for some reason. Yeah, this is why Cameron and I broke up. So Cameron and I were open, right? And I was fine. I'm being completely honest. I was totally fine with that part. Right. Sure. The day he said, oh, no, no, no. I also want to have a girlfriend that I have a relationship emotionally with and you. And I was like, out. Peace out. I'm out of here. Then I'm just your friend. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and it's the same thing. But also, I mean, Mike, think about your relationship. I always ask this of everybody. Think about your relationship with Steve. Sure. And you also have a job. I do. Personal life. Would you have time no. <laughs> Another relationship? No. Like right now, I see Steve a few nights a week and that's it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like and those are that's because I'm making time out of my schedule to do that. Like yeah. I go out of my way to see Steve those few nights. I don't have the energy to do what I do for Steve for anybody else. So, I really don't. So that's why I'm saying I'm not saying it doesn't exist. But I sure. think my theory is for the vast majority of people, that's why there's a fucking support group for it, for the vast majority of people. And it, I'm not going to, I'm only doing this for purposes of this argument. I'm not saying, obviously, these roles can be switched. But I think a lot of the time it's damaged men who are afraid to commit, you know, and damaged women who would love a monogamous relationship, but they are so desperate to keep the guy and they don't have the self-respect. Like, that could have been me. That could have been, I feel like, been like, oh, I, I could be down with polyamorous relationships. Fuck that. No. 
But I feel like what you're saying is based on anecdotal stories from your own life or people you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel like I have enough data to say you're right that these that polyamorous relationships are usually damaged people. I feel like that's a leap, Joe. I did. I I don't. I don't have enough data to say that it's unhealthy to be in polyamorous. Okay, then I'll say my empirical experience is that it's men who are too infantile and emotionally immature to commit to relationship for whatever reason, and it's women who are. De- and I'm not saying it has to be women. It could, like I said before, the gender roles could be flipped, but the other person in the relationship, in this case, the woman is too insecure to lose that person. They, they, they don't want to lose them, so they're willing to put up with it. Yeah. That's definitely the case with Christina. Well, I, I, I mean, I listen to plenty of Savage Love, and I hear of people entering relationships that are very similar to what you're saying, where, like, a person in the polyamorous relationship is going along with it because they don't want to lose the person who presented the idea of polyamory. Oh, interesting. What does Dan and, say? And, I mean... I, when that's he he calls a spade a spade when that's what it is he'll say that's what he thinks is happening but i don't know that that's the case for all polyamorous relationships no, that's no, no, just no, the no. case for the people who are calling in seeking advice because they're usually conflicted because they're doing something that maybe is not you know their gut is telling them is not what they actually want no so. you're right i i like i actually do think open relationships can work does that make sense sure i've seen them work yeah 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 and i actually am all for it Right. Yeah. So, like, um, and there's a couple that I know that I've even probably mentioned that they're open, but just for purposes of this podcast, I won't say who it is, yeah. who are open and it works for them. And I know how they do it. And they've come up with their own set of rules and they follow those rules. What's, you know what's funny? What? They don't consider themselves open. They're just against that label then? I don't they, know. They, they don't think they're By your open. definition, are they open? The way you define an open relationship, okay, are I'll, they? I'll, t- I'll tell you. They go to sex parties and they have sex with other people. Oh, together. Yes. Like in the same room. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. By the way, I, a friend of mine who's in an open relationship just told me this story where they were um, – when they travel, they have like crazy sex. But when they're home, they're like sad and don't fuck each other. It's a weird story. But anyway, they were traveling and at a bar they met another couple. And the four of them went back to that couple's house. And during the sex, they decided they didn't want to do it anymore. And so, like, during the actual act, they made eye contact and they, like, head nodded towards the door and just kind of, like, got up and left. Oh, really? so awkward. Yeah, I think, I think that happened with this couple, too. Something similar. Um, huh. On a trip, they went somewhere and met another couple. And um, somewhere in the middle, they decided they were like, Ugh. Not feeling this. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I could totally be – look, here, here would be my thing with an open relationship. This is, and this is totally 100% true. I would need I'm, – I'm guesstimating here, right? I, I, when, when the time is right, the time is right. But let's say, like, two to three years of monogamy. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Two to three years of monogamy. And then after that, you know, or when, I, when the timing is right, we would have a discussion and we would establish some ground rules. And – I, you know what's funny is having gone to uh, – there used to be a sex club at my house and stuff like that. Having gone there, I would be totally okay as long as he was safe with a partner saying like, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to the zone. Uh, yeah. I'll be right back. I'm back. But to me, it would be like I'm going to the gym. Yeah. Can you pick up some milk on the way back? Yeah, exactly. And that yeah. would be – but as, as after we've had our time together. Does that make sense? I think sense? the two to three years thing is arbitrary though because yeah, I've yeah, been it's in arbitrary. Yeah. where like months in I was like this is solid and like we communicate well and then I've been years in where I'm like I don't know what you mean when you just said that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's kind of arbitrary but yeah, yeah. I agree with you like solid base and then let's build upon that base. Yeah. And then but, – but definitely, definitely I would not be cool with an emotional relationship with somebody else. Like if it's like a high and by and thanks, you know – for that, you know, kind of thing. Sure, great. I would want to do the same thing too, um, but not. Oh, no. I hear you. I, I, I don't know that it's right for me, um, but I've seen it work really well for others. So I certainly am not here to shit on it. So, I, well, I'll say this. I guess if you're independently wealthy and have all the time in the world, you could do a polyamorous relationship successfully. I think I could too if I had that. Right. Sure. I just don't think. For one, for me, because I also think I have 
the emotional um, makeup of what is stereotypically assigned to a woman. That makes sense? Like the yeah. way I see relationships and my role in relationships is very similar to a woman. And so based on that and my conversations with women, I don't know any, any women. I, I haven't met. Let me tell you this. I was in a place, you know what I'm talking about, where I would meet a lot of people. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and I would have conversations with them. And anytime I met like a young woman and, I, and the converse, it was appropriate to have this conversation, I would bring up the situation of polyamorous relationships and everyone without a doubt would be like, no, what the fuck? Fuck that shit. I guess if you're like, if you're, if you're like, if your dad didn't love you or something like they would say like without a doubt. I wonder how much of that is trained too, though. Like men are cheaters and will take from you what they will. And you know, a woman maybe is kind of trained to kind of be defensive against that. I wonder. I don't know. I think this is very complicated. That's all I'm saying. I feel like with polyamory, I could see myself. I am I am a borderline crazy person, right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like some days I need verbal confirmation that you love me. Other days I need you to give me a gift. Other days I need physical interaction. Like my needs vary so much. And I would hate as a poly, if I were a polyamorous person to like almost find – I could see this being a benefit of polyamory, but I could also see it being a, a, a big negative for me. I need physical interaction, so I go to the physical person. And then I need emotional interaction, so I go to the emotional person. And so I'm getting my needs met, but I'm never kind of connecting with one person wholly. So I don't have one full relationship where I'm getting all of those needs met by one individual I could focus on, but rather I kind of have the smorgasbord that I kind of sample from when I have the specific need on the specific day. And I don't know how healthy that is. Well, I think that's closer to kind of what Cameron wanted, but then Cameron said he wanted to have, I don't know, fuck that shit. I don't even want to talk about Cameron anymore. Um, you know, before you tell us your story. Yeah, I only got one. Okay. Uh, well, we, we're doing some good. We're doing good on time. These people are getting okay. a good show today. Anyway, I got a good news story I want to tell you too. Oh, good, Mike Lawson. Let me ask you this: I got a couple of emails. Well, not email. I got one email and one phone call from listeners. Okay. Who independently? I never said oh, anything. So you just give your phone number out now. Okay, so it's area code. I did. Nine, we're not editing, right? Nine four. Don't count my number. <laughs> um. Each Go person, on. one person gave me a phone call, one person emailed me. Yeah. And they said, you know, in the song, in the theme song, you say Mike Lawson is a psychopath, you know, but I never believed you. I thought that you were kidding. Yeah. And then, I, and then Mike told that story about how he saw a motorcyclist get hit. And I cleared the street so an ambulance could come in. <laughs> One person whose name rhymes with Bowie Hoohecker uh-huh. said, Mike is a crisis counselor, and he is leaving the scene of an accident. He's an eyewitness. He could have given I didn't valuable- see it happen. I did not see it happen. I'm just telling you what Boohecker said. I mean, um, Clue Clecker said. Uh-huh. I didn't see the accident happen. All I did was get stuck in the traffic immediately after it. So I helped clear the street. Oh, so that, okay. Well, that makes more you know? sense. I think I the st- perception from the story was that you personally witnessed the accident. So I didn't witness it happen. I did I, – I mean the wheels on the motorcycle were spinning when I, when I looked. So it like mm-hmm. literally just happened. But there was nothing – I couldn't offer any medical expertise. There was nothing I could have done except for clog the street and got in the way. So 911 was being called by multiple people. Yeah. I, re- I really had to urinate. Yeah. So I left the, the scene I'm just, of the I'm just bringing up what the listeners bring up. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And um, specifically so Joey, In the past, we've talked about um, – When your mother was with child? My barbershop – like – Drama, not drama, but like I was going to that one barber shop, and he wrote a book. Remember all that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's an old story. Yeah. So now I have a car, so I'm not limited to. I don't want to spend an hour on public transit to get my hair cut, right? So I was going to limited places because of my uh, transportation, right? I'm not, and also like adding a ten dollar Uber ride to get a haircut just felt excessive, right? Mm-hmm. 
So now I have a car, and there's this place in Oakland that is actually really nice. It's called the People's Barber, and it's super hipster. It's like you get a, they offer you a drink when you get there, and um, it's everything a hipster barbershop is in Oakland. Um, and I've been to the mall, uh, but this one, the one thing I like is you can do appointments online, which sounds like a simple kind of feature that every barbershop should have. But the big complaint about the hipster barbershops is you show up and you have to put your name on a chalkboard and you wait like two hours to get your hair cut. Mm-hmm. So this place, People's Barber, you can make them online. And uh, I made an appointment the other day. And um, this was uh, just, I mean, just like a week ago. And when I made my appointment online, I accidentally made the appointment for a shave and a haircut. Two bits. Uh, good joke. And um, I'm so, the gay couple, by the way. I show up to parties. Or, uh, don't, so I or made, don't show up to parties. I made this haircut appointment, shave and haircut, but I didn't mean to make the shave. I only meant to make the haircut appointment, but I couldn't figure out how to like undo it once I made the appointment. So I thought either A, I would show up and say like, hey, I don't want the shave after all. Or B, I would say, okay, let's just do the shave, right? Um, so I go, I get the haircut. And it was good, and he does the shave. Have you ever been shaved by a person? Okay. Like a professional? Yeah. No. So this guy was really nice. Um, We had great conversation through it, which is very important to me because conversation, especially at a barbershop, it's the same with the waiter or waitress. Like, There's a very fine line between being perfectly friendly and being overly friendly too much right Mm -hmm. like give me some space don't talk too much don't ask too many evasive questions and invasive questions and um so he was he was walking that line perfectly and he starts shaving me and i don't really like it it's like it almost felt like he was plucking every hair like with the razor blade like it was like each hair i could feel get cut out of my face it was very uncomfortable awful did you say anything no, I mean, he was doing it right. It just was uncomfortable and not very relaxing. I would mm-hmm. even say it hurt. So he cuts my face up, and he like his hands are all over my face. I just hate it was just an awful experience. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he was doing it right. I just feel like I didn't like it. And at the end of it, uh, my face is shaved, my hair is it's a great cut, everything. So I go to pay, and I didn't really know how much a haircut would be or how much a shave would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the haircut turned out to be a little bit more. So the place I was going locally was this random hole in the wall with like awful stock images of people posing with their haircuts, like uh, just a shitty hole in the wall beauty salon that did perms in the back and like whatever. But I, I they did okay, okay job. Mm-hmm. And my cuts there were like $13 and I would, every time I would get a 20 out of the ATM and give her the whole thing, yeah. like a, Decent wow. tip. But Decent. That's like 60%. Yeah. The haircut I got was worth 20 bucks to me, right? So I gave her a, a decent tip every time. I got great service every time I walked in. Mm-hmm. It was great. So this new place, I knew it was going to be more than $20. The haircut was actually 40 okay? okay? Which is expensive, but like I knew I was getting a good cut this time, so I knew it was going to cost more. And Mm -hmm. I don't plan on going there for every haircut. I just kind of wanted to explore it and see Mm -hmm. if I like the haircut, which I really do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joey, how much do you think that the shave of my face was, if you had to guess? So alone, the shave of your face alone. Yeah. And the haircut was $40. Yeah. Twenty. Joey, the uh, shave of my face was forty five dollars. <gasps> so I spent eighty five fucking dollars for a shave and a haircut, and I didn't oh even want God. the fucking shave. I didn't even want the shave. It was a good shave. I did. W- one of my big concerns about shaving is I break out a lot when I yeah. shave, um, and I didn't break out very much. Um, I, I had to be very, you know, nice to my skin afterward. But it was just such a letdown that I spent so much money on something I didn't even want. I didn't even want it, and I ended up walking out of there $85. I hate when that happens. I hate when that happens. And it wasn't – I don't know. Like, I was – there was nothing I could do. I couldn't have protested. I couldn't have – 
I said I wasn't going to pay. You know what I mean? I was just stuck doing it. Fucking hell. So I got a shave and a haircut. And I might go back for a haircut, actually. Like, I really mm-hmm. did like that haircut. I don't think I'll go for every haircut, but mm-hmm. I, found a new, I found a new barber. The end. <laughs> you, you know, I'm kind of lucky in that I feel like, well, not white people specifically. With me, with my haircut, that my the way my hair is, it's so limited on what you can do with it. You know who actually has similar hair to me? So I almost want to write to her because I actually kind of like what she likes with her, does with her hair. Is Valentina the drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race? Sure, um, but as a boy, she, she, yeah. her, her hair is a similar texture to mine. Uh, it might be actually a little straighter than mine, but um, I think it's kind of wavy as well, right? Sure. I like how she does her hair, but for the most part, there's really not much you can do with my hair. So for that reason, a forty-five dollar cut isn't really that worth it to me, right? Uh, to me, it's uh, like this. Like, don't get me wrong. I I have a friend who, when I lived in Newport, I'd go to her because she would charge me like for a deal, like thirty dollars. You know, yeah, for the yeah. haircut. And there was a difference between that and a fantastic Sam's hair because I'm not saying that there's an art, but I don't know if there is. Well, you know, actually. Like a fantastic Sam Supercuts haircut now is like twenty bucks at least here. Sure. So my mine mine yeah. is like not just the cut; it's also like the way it grows out. So if you don't cut my hair right, I'm gonna have cowlicks in a couple weeks where uh-huh. the back of my hair stands up weird, or the side of my hair stands up, and I can't, mm-hmm. you know, put a even I put a baseball hat on, and mm-hmm. then the second I take it off, it's like boing sticking straight up so the way i get my hair cut has a lot to do with how it looks immediately after but mm-hmm. it's also how it's going to grow in mm-hmm. so. uh yeah so anyway so like actually as soon as we hang up as soon as we end this show and once i send you the episode i'm gonna go get a haircut my hair is a fucking disaster right now um but i'm gonna spend you know total of twenty dollars sure sure so. Anyway, uh, do you have any other stories you want to talk about? Um, no, I mean, it's technically another story I can tell, but it's not worth it. And if anything, I'll just save it for next week. I want to tell you one real quick. Do we have time? Yeah. So uh, this kind of relates to your party. It's a, a terrible story out of Sacramento. Five people, including a three, 33-year-old mother of three, have been hospitalized with botulism poisoning from botulinum bacteria Mm -hmm. after eating nacho cheese sauce from a gas station deli area several weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Sacramento County Health Investigators have connected all five cases to the Valley Oak Food and Fuel Station in Walnut Grove. Um, But basically, all five victims are hospitalized with similar paralyzing illnesses. And the, the gist of the story is they ate this nacho cheese at a gas station and then they got botulism. But botulism is usually in dairy products, which surprises the fuck out of me that there's enough dairy in the nacho cheese sauce at a gas station. Didn't you think that that had like very little actual cheese in it? What do you think? I'll be honest with you. I know I call it nacho cheese. Yeah. And I say nacho cheese, but I never even really thought about it as real cheese. Never, right? It's like like oil Orange sauce, yeah. Yeah. Orange sauce. One of them luckily has health health insurance. The others have started GoFundMe pages, Joey. And the gas – the Sacramento Bee reports that the gas station had its permit to sell food and drink suspended earlier this month. Mm -hmm. And the story gained attention after the family filed a lawsuit this week against the gas station for negligence, product liability, and breach of implied warranty. So – that's all. Don't be careful out there. Gas stations might kill you. Look, I would have you, if you go to any like these gas stations, like an AMPM out here, or I know AMPMs are called like BPs and other places. Um, I would. Th- the food looks disgusting. It looks yeah. so gross. Uh, have you seen the ones like a cheeseburger dog? Yeah. <laughs> it's a cheeseburger in the shape of a hot dog that's rolling on that machine all yeah, day. Yeah. They're so. I always look at that guy and go. Who would ever fucking order this? Who would ever order yeah. like, the buffalo wings or the Seven Eleven? Or there's the... a place in um, Arizona called QT. Mm-hmm. They don't have them everywhere, but I know they have them all over Arizona. In Quick Trip, mm-hmm. and it's a gas station with a huge kind of convenience store, and they have like a hundred different kinds of soda on the fountain. Like the only place you can get like diet root beer on fountain, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And they have all kinds of spinny wheel foods. And I feel for some reason people eat them there a lot, but I don't know. 
like a normal kind of gas station that people would. I met a guy who likes really good food. You know, I like I, we go to good restaurants together, and he loves that shit. Ugh. I do. I remember AMPM used to have, and I bet you they don't anymore. Um, soft serve, like a machine that would do soft serve. Mm-hmm. And I remember that being so good. Mm-hmm. But now that I think about it, I bet you it was also so bad. Well, like know, that machine was probably never cleaned out. Oh, never cleaned out. And Seven Eleven does that day where you can bring in any sort of container. Oh yeah. And buy like a Slurpee. Yeah. Would you ever want a giant? Like, <laughs> like it melts so. First of all, you couldn't. You get brain freeze continually in order to even attempt to finish that much before it melts. Yeah, people are weird though. It's. I think people would like it because it's free. Do they have diet Slurpees? Yeah, the Slurpees, it's so funny you ask that because Steve asked me this question like two days ago. How weird. Um, a lot of 7-Elevens have um, crystal light flavor Slurpees, so they're sugar-free. Is it good? You know what? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like – the thing with like – it's like a decent sugar-free option where it's like mango um, – mango or um, – uh, I'm trying to think of like orange sickle dream or something. So it's like a solid sweet flavor, but it's sugar free. So what it like does say, the trick. In does your the expert trick. opinion here, what would you say is like the for you in your opinion is the best uh, like guilty pleasure sugar free thing out there? Like you're like, oh, I love this. I don't know. Like a lot of times, sugar free is not actually sugar-free like there's sugar alcohol so you still end up i still end up having to take a little bit of insulin for it so mm-hmm. nine times out of ten uh, give me the regular w- option and i'll just eat a little bit less of it and it's the same like i don't have to eat the disgusting sugar-free version i'll just eat the regular one right that's mm-hmm. m- for most cases yeah. but i do think like uh crystal light is good i do i like a diet soda still mm-hmm. kind of hits me when it, when i need something kind of sweet mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, I tend to kind of not take the sugar-free options if I don't have to. Is there anything now that you've been, you know, been, you know, practicing a, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily healthier lifestyle, but a, a more sugar-free lifestyle that, like, now there's certain things you're like, oh, it's too sweet now. I can't eat or drink that anymore. No, I think it's the opposite because now all I'm eating is these, you know, uh, Splenda versions of things that are actually sweeter. They taste sweeter. So when I sometimes when I taste like a normal Coke, for example, it's almost like it tastes like not less sweet. It's actually a little more sweet, but it's like the bite is not as strong. Like it doesn't burn as much. And so it doesn't feel as like good. I don't know. I've kind of become accustomed to the like really strong aftertaste of um the sugar-free options or the fake sugars. Interesting. Well, this has been Diabetes Corner with Mike and Joe. Mm-hmm. What else do you got? Do you have anything going on next week you want to tell me about? Let's see. Next week, you know, actually, uh, Melissa McQueen uh, called me yesterday. She wants advice. She wants look. look get, you're going to be so amused when you hear this. She and Christina want to start a podcast. And okay. she, wanted, she wanted to pay me for advice on how to start a podcast. Cool. No, I'm not. I just, I, I, I go, all I would do is tell you, buy a microphone. Yeah. Turn it on. Google like, it. Uh, yeah. Obviously, there's a little more advice than that, but there's nothing that you, that at least I know, that would be worth money. I think people think because of Drag Race Recap that I'm now like this podcasting mogul. When the truth of the reality, the, the truth of the matter is, you know who is most responsible for the success of RuPaul's Drag Race recap? Who? RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> like, it's people love this show, and so they want to find content that's about this show. Yeah. So uh, they should ask RuPaul about how to start a podcast. So, uh, uh, but she's going to come over on Friday, and we're going to. Um, oh, I have a story to tell you off the air. Okay. Um, but. Uh, I've seen her in the morning on Friday to talk about podcasting. And then my friend Shannon is coming over on Friday to talk about something else. What I'm going to talk to you about off the air. And, um, uh, then yeah, I'm not, it's my mom's birthday this weekend. And we're going to celebrate that. Fun. And, um, I think, yeah, I think that takes us to the next episode. In theory, we should do the next episode relatively soon. 
Yeah, I hope so. Let's try to be a little more regular on this. And I'm not saying that like Joe. Let's try to be more regular. No, I think it just. I'm saying like let's. Uh, that's something I would like to do. I would like to do this more regularly. This has happened a couple of times where it just snowballs. So what happens is one week, I think one week it innocently, it was innocently like, but we were both busy. We're like, you know what? Let's just skip a week. We'll just do it next week. And yeah. then something happened where one of us was busy and we couldn't, then we could, literally couldn't do it. And then I got super sick and then you got sick and then it was like, and now here we are. Right. So, well, this episode's going up in a, a really short time. So happy Wednesday, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> and is the we'll first see you time. next week. This is the first time, like, if someone, like, messaged me, I, I know what they're talking about. Because sometimes the, the show is so <laughs> old. They're like, they're like, oh, how did this go? I'm like, what? That was, like, four weeks ago. So, Yeah, you right. put time on that. But also, Joey, you've also had people that are like, oh, how's your mom doing? And you're like, how does this crazy person know about my mom? <laughs> I'm like Joe. You just told <laughs> like, the story your about her. mother. We certainly talked about that a couple weeks ago on the show. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Well, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.